Thank you, Rufus. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for your time on the phone today. On September 11th, ESPN will kick off the 48th season of Monday Night Football in Minnesota. You'll see Randy Moss and the Monday Night Countdown crew on air at 4 p.m. Central Time. Then Saints-Vikings begins at 5.55. And then at halftime, Randy will be inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor. To preview the matchup and talk about his upcoming honor, we've got Randy on the line with us now. And we'll go right into questions. Lindsay Young with Vikings.com. We'll go to you first, and then we'll go to Mark Craig with the Star Tribune. Go ahead with your question, Lindsay. Yeah, you didn't know that you were going to be being inducted into the Ring of Honor, and so you were kind of reacting to this surprise announcement. Just wondering, after you've been able to kind of process that a little bit more, if you had any other reaction or things to say just about that honor. No, I think that, um, you know, from the time of being told the news to now, it's just more of, um, you know, counting down the days and continuing to, you know, reflect back on, you know, games and going on the Internet looking at games and coaches and, um, you know, just, 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 just embracing the moment is really, really what I'm taking in. So, you know, nothing to really say, man, just more of I've always told myself that I never did pay attention to a lot of the stuff going on because when I played basketball, everything was just coming so fast and so at a, at a rapid pace that I never did have time to really sit back and, you know, look at a highlight or, you know, look at a, you know, a game or anything like that, which is each, each week I had to continue to keep moving on, moving on, moving on. Now that I'm retired and I have time to, you know, sit back and reflect and just, you know, just look at, you know, all my accomplishments individual. And then as a team, as a team, you know, it's a great feeling to have. So I'm, I'm just basically just embracing the moment all the way up to, to Monday night. Thank you. We'll go to Mark Craig and then John Krasinski with the Associated Press <laughs> is on deck. Hey, Randy, congratulations. Uh, hey, uh, how did you make the game look so easy, uh, particularly the deep ball? And as you look at the Vikings now, a team that hasn't had a thousand yard receiver, I think since '09, you know, uh, as easy as you guys made it look, and you in particular made it look back then, as uh, they struggle now. I'm curious if you comment about you know, how you made it look easy, and then what you see that makes it so tough for them right now.
have pads on Wednesday and Thursday. So I just think that the game the, the game has uh, is still the same. I think the rules have changed, of course, you know, just like I do. But I just think that the way guys prepare, uh, the way guys practice, I think uh, the way guys train the off season, I think that some of that stuff has been watered down. So I think when you look at the results for Sunday, you know, whatever you put into your work is what you get on Sunday. So, you know, I just give a credit to that era, you know, not just myself, but, you know, the guys that played in that era of, you know, why they had to compete and who they were competing against. So you think about all the positions of, you know, the the two, the early 2000s of all the, the great guys out there to hopefully be wearing a Hall of Fame jacket one day, man. It was a great, a great era to, to be to be watching, to be playing, and then also be competing against other guys. So I think as time goes on, you see the change. Yeah, real quick, just your thoughts on Treadwell and what he needs to do to, to uh, live up to that first-round status. Uh, I think it, uh, I think also, you know, some of the things that I just spoke on, you know, as far as his preparation, you know, his off-season regiment, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, weekly preparation. You know, one of the biggest things that I look at in Minneapolis is, you know, Minneapolis is a place that, you know, it's a great place to be in. The people are great. The city's great. You have two cities. The nightlife is great. Uh, the sporting, you know, as far as professional sports, you know, you got hockey, soccer, you know, basketball, football. So there's a lot of great things going on in, in Minneapolis. And I think that, you know, what I did at such a young age, I had to be able to sacrifice and be able to focus and home in and let a lot of things go, you know, as far as, you know, being to bed at a certain time, not going out on certain days. And then as I got older, I had to learn, you know, how my body worked, how I, you know, had to do day in and day out. So just a lot of the things that I talk about, just not tread well, just a lot of these young generation, you know, guys, wide receivers, you know, any position, they got to understand, man, that the game is going to continue to grow. The players are going to continue to get better. So if the game gets better and these players get better, you got to be able to do this, do the same. And it starts in the off season. Thanks, Randy. We'll, we'll go to John Krasinski, followed by Chad Graff with the Pioneer Press. Hey, Randy, thanks for doing this. Uh, just, I wanted to get your thoughts on, it's obviously a big night for you and the ceremony and, I don't think that there's any doubt what kind of reception you're going to get there, but what do you think about kind of almost sharing the night with Adrian Peterson and him returning in in different colors? I mean, I think it's probably the two most popular players this franchise has had in the last two decades, and what will it be like to, to see him there in a Saints uniform, and, and what, do you, what do you anticipate from him in week one, too? You know, I think that, you know, as long as I've been a fan of the game, you know, you have guys like an Adrian Peterson that will grow on you, that will grow on you, that will continue to grow on you. And for the fact that both of us were drafted, you know, as Vikings, you know, I had to uh, I grew, I grew to love, you know, his game and what he brought to the game, what he brought to the Minnesota Vikings. And by him coming back, you know, it's not, you know, it's a, it's, it, it, I think it's really a big night for, for just the, 
Monday night is the biggest stage in, in, in professional football, you know, other than Super Bowl Sunday. So I think that, you know, when you look at a night like this, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan. You know, my what I'm doing is, you know, working, you know, pregame, and then I have a ceremony at halftime. But at the at the uh, at the same rate, don't forget, you know, the night is the Vikings and the Saints. Yeah, AP is coming home, and you know, one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to seeing is, you know, throughout practice of uh, Adrian Peterson's career, you know, it's kind of like a lot of defenders that I practiced against had to put it to me this way. When they were going against me, they were they were not allowed to hit me, and if they were, you know, it was, it was a little thud. You know, now that AP's coming back, I think there's going to be an extra incentive for that defense to go ahead and tee off on Adrian Peterson. But at the same time, I think it's going to give him an extra incentive that he's coming back home where it all started out, or where it all started at, and now he gets to show them that no, y'all shouldn't have drafted Cook, y'all should have left me, gave me my money. So I think that, that there's just a, a, a lot of big things that, that is going to happen that night. And like I said, man, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the game of football. So I think it's just a big night for, for the state of Minnesota, man. The Ring of Honor, AP coming back. You know, the Minnesota Vikings starting off hot last year. Then if they can go ahead and start off hot this year and, and not, uh, you know, stub their toe, you know, come by a week. So there's just a lot of, you know, good positive things that can happen. I think just me being in the ring of honor is, is probably, you know, the biggest, if not one of the biggest. So like I said, man, I'm just embracing the moment counting down to, to Monday night, really. Thanks, Andy. We'll go, we'll go to Chad Graff, followed by Matthew Collar. Randy, you mentioned watching highlights and, and reflecting a bit. What has it been like to reflect on your time with the Vikings, and, and are there any plays you've been watching more than others? No. I mean, I, I wish I could, you know, probably put maybe, you know, in a 14-year career, maybe like five highlight realm films together and cherish them and keep them. But, you know, I go on, you know, the Internet, YouTube, just like anybody else, and just start searching Randy Moss highlights and, I think that a, a, a lot of the the great memories that I had was, you know, being in that Metrodome. I mean, I, I, I've, I've done some great things elsewhere, of course, you know, uh, in New England. You know, had a uh, up and down year in San Francisco my last year. But I think when I sit back and reflect where the game started, you know, for me as a professional, it was in Minnesota. So just being able to look at those highlights, you know, the Mo, the Mo Williams uh, against Denver Broncos before the half flip back over, you know, over my shoulder. You know, every time I look back at that play, man, it's just more just backyard, the things that I did as a kid. So I think, um, I mean, I don't know who the reporter was, but asked me uh, a few questions ago about making it look easy. I think that, you know, I've been doing it since I was six years old, and, you know, I don't really know what else to say besides, you know, it's just something I've been doing for so long that it just become it just became routine to me that, you know, going out here, catching a ball, you know, throwing a ball up high as you possibly can and then running down and getting it yourself. So all the little things that kids do today, I did as a kid. So being able to go out here on Sunday and, and, and make it look easy, of course, it's hard work because there's other grown men out here trying to feed their families also, but... I think that the passion and the love and determination that I had, you know, at such a young age, and then as I grew older, you know, found out that 
there was a possibility that I could get paid to do this as a profession. You know, that was actually, uh, you know, icing on the cake. So I think it's just something that I just fell in love with at a young age. And every single day I put on the helmet, went to the field on uh, uh, during the week, went to the field on Sunday. I enjoyed it just like a kid going out and having recess at school. So I, I've always liked to enjoy the game. Um, I think later on in my career, I finally gave in uh, as far as it being entertainment to others. But, you know, for me, man, it's just something that I was, I, I, I started as a kid and every single day, like I said, I put that helmet on, man. I was just like any other kid, just been able to go out there and recess, having fun. And, you know, they go to the playground, I'm in between the white lines. So that's how I compare them. We'll go to Matthew Collar, followed by Courtney Cronin with NFL Nation. Hi, Randy. Uh, the, you talked a few months ago when you were in uh, Minnesota just about still having a chip on your shoulder and thinking about the draft from way back when. Uh, will this night going into the Ring of Honor, does that give you closure, or will you never be able to let go what happened on draft night? No, I mean, as you mature as a person, I mean, you need to be able to let go of you know, any any things, any bumps, any type of um, bumps in the road, you know, self-inflicted or however you see it. But I think it's just more, I don't want to call it closure. I mean, this is my life, and, you know, I don't. I, I wouldn't trade my life or exchange any day that's been ever happened to me in 40 years for anything because I think that's what's made me stronger as a man, stronger as a father, stronger as a husband. So I think that... You know, when I look back, you know, Monday night and look at the ups and the downs and, you know, you know, thank the fans, thank this person, thank that person. It's just, you know, it's just a part of, it's just a part of life. It's a part of growing. And I, I think that if you look any person in the eye, you know, nobody has had a smooth road. So, no, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it as, you know, reflecting back. I don't look at it as closure, man. It's just my life. It's just what it is. I've been able to come to grips with my life of, you know, how I'm, you know, treated in the airport, how I'm treated in a football stadium, you know, how people look at me when I'm in a restaurant, just all those little things you just had to be able to, you know, take in, give in, it's just what it is, it's just my life. So just being able to look, you know, um, and reflect back and just think about some of those things uh, starting from draft day, like I said, I think it's just more of just being able to just smile, man, uh, knowing that you look at this football stadium, something that I started out at such a young age, and now my name is in here forever. Thanks, Randy. We'll go to Courtney Cronin, followed by A.J. Mansoor with K-Fan. Hi, Randy. I know we're going to talk to Adrian a little bit later today about you know those emotions. and You've gone through this where you've been with another team and returned to the place where – you know, built you into a star. Can you kind of go through some of those emotions that you felt and walk us through what that day was like when you returned to Minnesota for the first time? Well, when I look at Adrian Peterson, he, he loves the game just as well as I love the game. And I think that, of course, his nerves are going to be, you know, getting the best of him out of the day. But, excuse me, if I could give him any type of input or any kind of help, it would just be more of, you know, just relax, do your daily routine, do what you normally do. But at the time, when it's time to kick off, man, it's extra. I mean,
minutes extra. I mean, this is this, this is where he started out at. So I, 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 I think that's one of the things that I mentioned earlier about being able to be in practice where you look at Barr and Kendricks and those guys, they're not able to hit AC. I mean, they're able to, you know, put a pad on him so he can get a little bit of the, the physical feel of the game, but they're not allowed, you know, to bring him to the game and give him, give him their everything. So I think that he just has to be ready, man. All this, you know, when I came to Minnesota uh, for my second uh, trip, you know, one of the things that I looked at with Adrian Peterson was how well he practiced with pads, without pads. It was game mode. And in my 14-year career, he's one of the the, the the top five guys on my list that I looked at him like, man, if I could just come to practice every single day like him, I can still continue to make plays. And, and I'm at, you know, in my, in my uh, mid-30s. So I think for him, just being able to, to understand that there is going to be a lot of hype. There is going to be a lot of excitement. But knowing the player that he is and the excitement that he brought to the Minnesota Vikings, the excitement that he brought to the National Football League, I mean, I don't know what, what the New Orleans Saints has in store for him for Monday night. You know, if it's running, run blocking, coming out of the backfield, catching the ball, whatever it is, whatever opportunity he's able to get, man, show us the, show us the Adrian Peterson with, that we know and love. And quickly, following up, following up on that, obviously you're eligible next year uh, for the Hall of Fame, and I wanted, to, I kind of wanted to get your take on it. Does it matter where you go in uh, for you personally? And do you think that you know among those 50 voters in Canton that there might be a stigma against wide receivers going in on that first ballot? Because we just haven't seen it a lot in you know recent years. Man, I, I, there's there's a lot of different avenues we could go down of Hall of Fame, the voting, the criteria, you know, all that stuff. All I know is I just played the game to the best of my ability. I put my mark, I put my stamp, I put my name, I put my family's name on the game of football, the National Football League. You can't get any higher. And wherever people hold me at and wherever they put me, that's up to them. But I know deep down in my heart, you know, when it's all said and done, I know where I stand, man. I stand up there, up there with the greats. First ballot or not, I understand what it is, man. It's, 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 a, it's a political war, and I was one of those guys. I didn't play, and nor do I intend to play into politics. So I know what I stood for. I know what the game is. I gave my all to the game 14 years through the ups and downs. I still gave my commitment to the National Football League, like it or not. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it'd probably be a pretty easy argument that uh, your success based off your talent would have come no matter what, where you were drafted, what team it was on. Uh, but uh, do you think that your number would be uh, retired, number 84, no longer worn, if it wasn't for the impact that a guy like Dennis Green had off the field on your uh, trajectory? Um, I mean, to, to answer your question, uh, to sum everything up that you just asked, I mean, I mean, you you're you're uh, talking about a black man uh, being able to coach in the National Football League, being able to put up with all these stereotypes, you know, whatever racism that was going on, uh, to be able to go out here and coach, win or lose, to hold his head up high and to 
to continue to lead his team week in and week out. When I was, when I, uh, was drafted to the Minnesota Vikings, a lot of that stuff was very clear to me about the things that Coach Green had to go through of being a black head coach in the National Football League. So you asking me about off-the-field issues, this man drafted me because he saw there was no off-the-field issues. Who says on this microphone right now that's listening to me from you reporters, did y'all do anything in y'all's 10 years? Yeah, ain't nobody perfect. I'm not telling you right or wrong, big or small. Nobody's an angel. So what Dennis Green took a chance on me for for him to be able to look at my past and look at my youth and look at some of the mistakes that I was able to make that no, uh, you know, that any other you know child has made. So for him to be able to give me an opportunity and still be able to go out here and put up with the things that he had to put up. And yeah, like I said, I've said time and time again, some of the things that I was able to do were self-inflicted, and some of them were not my fault. You know, but I'm not here for the blame game, and I'm not here for any sympathy. You know, we play in the National Football League. You have to be able to take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. And I think at the end of the day, I was able to show throughout 14 years that whatever was going on in my life, on the field or off the field, I still came for a show. And that was what I loved to do, and that was play football. We'll go to Dave Campbell with the Associated Press, followed by Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, Randy. Um, with the opener on prime time uh, and a lot of uh, attention on all the different storylines, what um, any particular prime time game that you played for the Vikings um, that still stands out among the others? Well, my my biggest my biggest games were, you know, of course, it's going to be Green Bay. Because my first Monday night game was in Green Bay with all the hype. And, you know, I can still remember, you know, being in high school playing, you know, Friday night lights. Oh, you're going to be the nights, you know, the night lights will be on. Excuse me, the whole world is going to be watching. I'm sitting there thinking like, man, we opened up with Tampa Bay. I mean, that was big enough for me. So it, it, it was kind of like. My expectations of, of going out there to play were no different than any other game or any other year that I played. But then when you hear, you know, Coach Green's speeches and how he's enough for hyping up the team, when you hear the leaders, uh, John Randall, Chris Carter, Randall McDaniel, when you hear those guys talking, I'm like, this a playoff game or Super Bowl? No, it's just a regular season game. So for me, being able to come up, just being able to feel the magnitude of what the game meant, one, for the border war, two, for, you know, Packers, Vikings, Brett Favre, Coach Green. It was just a lot of a lot of things that I really never paid attention to growing up, and now that I'm a part of it, every single game that I went into Lambeau Field, there was, no, there was not a day that, man, we're here again. The rivalry's here again. You know, even when I was with the San Francisco 49ers when we played week one, it was back at Lambeau Field. So I think the memories that I have been able to see, you know, Lambeau Field before the renovation, you know, going out there walking and, you know, touching shoulders against a, 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 a legend of Reggie White, you know, just been able to see everything that I grew up seeing with the, with the, um, with Lambeau Field and their ring of honor and things like that. So it was just a lot of stuff, man. I'm a fan of the games too. Not, not just because I play the game. I mean, I just grew up just being a fan of the game. And so 
now that I'm in there just looking at the like, looking at those names and then going out here to compete against, you know, to watch Dorsey Levin. I just seen him a few years prior win the Super Bowl. So it was just being able to see the names on television, being a country boy. Now I'm out here competing against these guys. I think Lambeau Field was just my number one field to, to go in and do whatever I could to possibly come out of there with a victory. Unfortunately, we have just a couple minutes left. The last question will go to Larry Fitzgerald with National Programming Network. Randy, congratulations. Uh, good to talk to you. Really excited about the great work you're doing on ESPN and uh, excited for your induction into the Ring of Honor and then, of course, later into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Would you talk a bit about some of the impact that you've had coming into the National Football League when you came in, and particularly on a little guy that uh, is very special to me, Larry Fitzgerald Jr., and what he's gone on to do after some of the things he learned from you in high school? I think when you, you know, Fitz, when you look at, you know, a lot of the things that I was able to do without knowing that I was even doing it came with a lot of my growth and maturity you know, like, for instance, I will never, ever forget this when you guys invited to his high school football game. And uh, we came out there, and it was mosquitoes everywhere. We couldn't even enjoy the game. It was mosquitoes everywhere. And so the mosquitoes were, were, were was bothering us. We could not, you know, swat them away. We could not enjoy the game. Of course, you know, the fans were you know, around us too, and then, you know, God rest her soul, your late wife came and brought us some off. So from that time, you know, we sprayed the off, the off only did a little bit of something, but we were able to watch the game. So you then been able to see your son's development, to see his maturity, you know, a slow start coming out of high school, going to Pitt, wrecking, wrecking the NCAA, and then coming and having the type of career, you know, that he's having right now, and uh, being able to have my name, you know, tied to something like that to be able to be an inspiration. You know, that's the stuff that I was talking about early, earlier in this interview to be able to sit back and reflect. And, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, you're signing autographs and you're going to these hospitals and you're meeting this kid and then this kid, you know, grows up to be someone special or to be an Olympian or to be, you know, whoever they become, that's the stuff that I talk about that now, you know, when I was doing it, when I was, you know, a kid myself and, and, and growing right before everyone's eyes, that's the stuff that you don't sit back and, and act on until it's over, until, you know, you dip them cleats, hang that jersey up. So for me to be able to, you know, reach the people, for me to be able to touch so many people, to be able to entertain, you know, so many people, I really did not know fits about you know, the entertainment part of the game, you know, until probably to middle, toward the late end of my career, all I ever wanted to do was play football. And on my journey there, you know, being able to, like I said, meet these kids in the hospital, being able to meet so many people's family, and now I'm going to be able to go back through there Monday night. <sighs> Man, I don't know whose kids or who. You know, for me to be able to, to know, uh, you, you helped me in this picture and you did this, I think it's just a great night to be back in Minnesota for, for everybody just reflect on some of the great times, some of the great memories in the Metrodome. You know, 
U.S. Bank Stadium, to me, you know, that's the name of it. But I think the foundation that it was on still has a Metrodome type of type of sense to it. So for me to be able to do what I was able to do fits for my time in Minnesota and the people and the lives that I was been been able to touch and the the lives and people that was that was able to touch me. That those are some of the things that I that I said earlier. I would not want to change or trade in for the world, man, because I think that was a lot of my motivation. You know, for me to continue to go out there and, you know, to perform and, you know, to go out there with a, you know, ankle or shoulder or wrist, whatever is ailing me, you know, to go out there and just give the people what they wanted. And that's, and, and, you know, all of that in a nutshell, man, I appreciate it, you know, for everything, you know, being able to, you know, twist this, twist that in a positive light. Because, I mean, Fish, you know, just as a reporter, everything hasn't been every, all peaches and cream, but, at the same time, as a reporter, as a father, you know, as a husband, some of the things and some of the bumps in the road that you had to go to would make you the, 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 the great man you are today to been able to raise those boys to be where they are today. So I think just a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, Fish just came with growth. You know, just old country boy from Rand, West Virginia, man. I ain't, I didn't come into here expecting nothing, man, but just, just to play a little football. And now, you know, for my name to be, in the Vikings ring of honor with, you know, all these greats, man. I, I came here for a purpose, man. That was just to play football. And, um, you know, I'll leave you with, you know, coming into to Minnesota, you know, we had a guy from West Virginia was Carl Lee. And before then, I used to grow up hearing about the purple people eaters and, you know, looking at the defense. And I played defense in high school. And when I got drafted, knowing that, you know, the Vikings defense had that nickname. You know, I always wanted to have that, you know, that tough mentality. I always wanted to, you know, get up after a big hit or, or, or something like that and just, you know, show that I was tough because I thought that was the Viking way. You know, so there's a lot of other organizations like that that don't have that type of mystique, that don't have that type of background or that type of history. But Minnesota Vikings is one of those teams that, that do, and I think when you look at Bud Graham and the things that they started, that defense with Alan Page and those guys, what they started, man, I like I said, man, it was entertainment for me. I enjoyed it. So the Purple People Eater started, you know, I was just happy to, to be just a piece of the puzzle, man, and now I'm in the Ring of Honor. You know, like I said, I'm still speechless. I don't even know what the Ring of Honor is. But I know I did something good, man, and that was the game of football. God bless me with the talent to be able to do it, man. So I appreciate y'all being on this call, and hopefully, you know, y'all enjoy the game Monday, and hopefully Vikes get this victory. So uh, y'all enjoy y'all's day, and I appreciate y'all's time. Fitz, have a good day, all right?